Hello and welcome to another episode of A Progressive and a Libertarian Walking to a Bar. I'm Sean Osborne. I'm Fernia. What's up? What you been drinking, man? Um, I'm drinking... More Claremont Craft Ales? You know what? I have one on deck, uh, but I'm currently drinking 805 beer from Firestone. From where? uh, From Firestone. Oh, okay. Uh, Firestone. They make good beer. They make really good beer. So, you know, I've been drinking a lot of their beers lately and currently enjoying 805. It's, It's... it's my go-to right now at the moment. Um, but yeah. I What's do have... Uh, go, ahead. go ahead. What's the AVB on it? Oh, this one? I'm going to say it's... Uh, I'm going to say it sits between 6 and 7. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. It's 4.7. Damn. Oh, shit. Good. That's sessionable as a motherfucker. Yep. And on <laughs> deck, I have Femme Craft Ale Station 62 in Amber Ale at 5.2. It's. I'm looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this all week. Yeah, <laughs> it is the weekend. It is the weekend, yes. Yes. Yeah, I've been drinking the Sierra Nevadas, man. I, I just love Sierra Nevada. I do have, I do have a, a, I've been wanting to get a big bottle of whiskey, though, or a nice bat bottle of bourbon. I want to um, find a I'm, nice bottle of bourbon. I'm very glad you mentioned uh, whiskey because to celebrate, uh, you know, being very, very optimistic earlier in the week, I went and bought a bottle of 14-year-old whiskey, a Glen oh, bottle of scotch whiskey, single malt. And this motherfucker is just sitting uh, sealed until we find out. Um, uh, and I'm not going to jinx it because I'm a little su- superstitious. I'm not yeah. going to say I'm superstitious, I'm just, but I am a little titious to, for yeah. anybody that may get that reference. <laughs> You're a superstitious adjacent. <laughs> That's right. So I'm not just like in baseball. I don't want to jinx it. So I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna say I'm like I'm ready to crack this bad boy open whenever it it is appropriate. Who who what what's the what's the what what who, what whiskey is it? It's a Glen Fittich 14 year old bottle, 14 mm. year old whiskey. Mm. Yeah. Sounds tasty. It does sound tasty. In fact, yeah, you know we've been talking hoping? about this for four years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In fact, uh, what I was hoping is that just think that bottle was out, sitting someplace, just waiting for you to pick I, it up. You, you know what? I would be, I would be, okay. I've, I've been wanting to have it in my trunk this entire this entire week, so that way I could like, <laughs> as soon as I hear that Biden wins or whoever uh, you know wins, that's supposed to be make me happy. I would drive yeah. over to your house, crack it open with you, and then pour it in a little shot glass, walk away, and be six feet away from you, and then have yeah. you enjoy. <laughs> This whiskey with me as yeah. we celebrate um, with, <laughs> with fine whiskey. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, okay, dude, I am, I will drive with this bottle of whiskey in my trunk to meet you specifically for that purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny as hell. Uh, oh shit! I that. Yes. So yeah, dude. So we're four days in. Yeah. So, well, let's uh, let's uh, let's take let's take a break here, and then we'll come right right back and talk about the uh, talk about the election. Excellent. Hi, this is Sean. Thanks for listening to a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. Please rate, review, and share it. You know whether you like it or not. Ratings and reviews are great. The more people that see it, you help us out. Um, also, if you'd like to contact us, I am at Mad Sean Osborne on Twitter. Uh, the Facebook page is a Progressive and a Libertarian Walk into a Bar. And on Twitter, it is PNL Podcast. 
Now, back to the show. Peacefully Now, so the election happened on Tuesday. Yeah, I think it's Friday. <laughs> right? It's Friday, I think. Yeah. You know, I'm on a, you know, I've been, I've been stuck in the house for months because my mom's high risk. So, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have any idea what day it is. I just know I'm here. Right, right, right. right, right, right. <laughs> COVID. Well, well yeah. in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. first wave still. Never get out of that first wave. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So, it, 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 as we stand here, we were going to do the podcast, you know, last few days, but we still don't know who the president is. We know who it's who it's looking like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and yeah. I could say, as I've stated, I'm not happy either way. So, uh, we'll hear from the man who's fairly happy about it. Well, um, as we record this, Biden is speaking to a crowd in Pennsylvania or to a group of cars in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure. But um, it definitely does look like the electoral co- uh, college count is in Biden's favor. So um, if Pennsylvania turns in his favor, if Georgia turns in his favor, it looks like Nevada is also in his favor. Arizona is also looking like it's turning in his favor. Um, he is going to have close to about 300 electoral votes. So electoral college votes. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely looks like it's um, in his favor. Uh, however, Trump is pulling everything he possibly can out of his hairy orange ass to <laughs> try to try to like stoke fear, stoke uh, like without any evidence. In fact, I've been really, really happy and surprised. At first, uh, honestly, I was shocked that a place like the New York Times would say or describe Trump and what he says as uh, lies. I've heard like other news organizations. Um, call them as, as, as say false statements, mistruths, misstatements, uh, or statements statements without basis in reality, which are all you know quibbling. Well, he was making idea. those statements before it ever happened, too. Right. I mean, but, he's been making like, those statements for weeks too. So right, right. But the you know, you know the, the media has to have a respectable media has to have a certain amount of uh, directing themselves when they talk about when people are not saying the truth. And to call them lies, or to call and to call these people liars, you know, it does have a a, a weight that, that compared to like somebody making a statement, somebody saying false statements, somebody saying statements without um, uh, evidence, um, and that's what they're doing. That's what uh, what's, that's what the New York Times is doing. And, you know, thankfully, because that's exactly what they are. There is no evidence, or there is very little evidence of voter fraud. There is some weird things like that one thing, like where like a hundred thousand came in for Biden and no none for Trump. I mean, that's weird. There wouldn't be even one or two. That's some, but I mean, I I mean, yeah, exactly. I think there was there was there was a thing with the libertarian votes too. There was a bunch of libertarian votes that disappeared. They were on there and then it went backwards. And I know the chairman had to get involved to find out what had happened. So I don't remember what I read, but he said it was all under control or something. So. Okay. I think they got, and, you know, and, I th- as I, as I understood it on my quick read that they got assigned to the wrong Joe. And if, um, you know, and if there is the need for a recount in anyone in these states, I think it's absolutely fine to do that. It surely, it would be a waste of time, energy and money, but yeah, um, it is within the rights of uh, any candidate uh, within whatever criteria there happen to be to yeah. request a recount. And that's absolutely fine. Um, 
you know what a lot of these states, what are these cities are doing is they're live streaming directly from the rooms where yeah, that's a hell of a good counted. idea. Yeah, right? that's a damn so, good idea. So nobody can claim that where are these boxes of votes showing up from? Why uh, are they shredding these votes? Like, no, fucker. Yeah. Like, it's like you can see this. You can literally sit at home or on your phone in the car. Yeah, that's the way this should be done. It should it should be done right in public view. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so, and the fact that it's I mean, it's so it's so odd to me that people wanted them to stop counting. I go, that's not the way it works. <laughs> you know, it's just not the way it works. You know, yeah. and one one of my friends, good friend of mine, he's a Trump supporter. He said. uh, you know, I sent him a bunch of articles from Reason magazine. I think I sent you the same articles talking about, you know, this is just the way it works. You know, you got to do this, you got to do that. And he he mentioned something about how did Trump lose and the and the by that much, and none of the Republican senators lost, or the you know none of the Democrats won in the area. I said the reason why is because those Republicans, especially like let's just use for an example, all the people like the McCain's, all the people who love John mm-hmm. McCain in Arizona, who he's pissed off for the last four years trolling him and his family got sick of his ass and voted for Biden because on some issues, Republicans and Democrats in that centrist area are not that far off from each other. And, and if they don't, if if they keep the Republicans in the Senate, then there's more chance for gridlock and Biden won't be able to get anything done. So that's the way I explained it to him. You know, it's not, it doesn't take. That's, that's, that's part of it. Another reason is the fact that uh, even though a lot of people voted for Trump, a lot more people voted for Biden. Trump yeah. had 60 million votes and, and, and Biden, I'm guessing, something like 64 million votes, which is the, the greatest amount of votes that yeah, has been passed for a single president. I mean, but to his credit, and you, you won't hear me say this a lot, a lot of people voted for Trump. A lot of people voted for Trump. It just wasn't enough to beat Biden's yeah. count. So that would be that would answer your, your, your friend's question about why isn't Trump winning. Yeah, well, That's because more people voted for Biden. Now that kind of that's good segue, I think, into something we've got almost got talking to before the podcast. But how about the polls being accurate? Because we had spoke about that last week and how inaccurate they were in places like Florida. I mean, there's a I think there's a a lot to be said. Uh, Like so, 2016 was a shit show. 2018, when Trump was on the ballot, uh, uh, polls were a lot better, a lot more accurate, a lot more precise. And now 2020, um, they went back to this in the same direction as 2016. I think it has to do with a lot of, what a lot of people. I'm not, I'm not coming up with this on my own. Like a lot of people are saying that it has to do with the fact that Trump was on the ballot and uh, the Trump effect or the loyalty that Trump um, can command from all these people essentially drove drove them to the polls. And when Trump was on the ballot, it's simply, it's simply just a matter to the diehard conservatives that uh, don't necessarily uh, think so much about uh, Trump, but are in it to, to win for the conservative values or whatever it is. So um, basically it, it's a Trump effect. Um, the, so the same thing actually was seen with Latinos, like uh, Latino polling also happened to show that there was a lot of support for Biden. Uh, reality was that Trump actually gained a lot of support from Latinos. People mm-hmm. of color. Like what yeah. the fuck? Like, like we can we can talk about like how fucked up that is uh, to be a person of color and, and vote somebody that's definitely going to hurt you. Um, but the more the, the main topic that we're talking about here now is that polling among the general population, polling among people of color, is uh, lacking or imperfect to say the least. So yeah, the pollsters lost in this. Election. I think I think it's because uh, when they poll minorities. 
you know, they just do an area kind of thing and they don't get the full, you know, like say like a conservative area of a state, you know, mm -hmm. that's more, you know, Caucasian, you know, those people are going to have a little bit more similar ideas to say like in, in a certain area, like in the, in the, in like a projects, you there's no way to pick where you're going to pick out a certain uh, philosophy. You know, people don't really have the ability to live in a place like, you know, like what I mean, where you can kind of congregate, you know, you're kind of stuck in there because, you know, of the price range, you know what I mean? That makes sense. Because economically, sure. you know, so somebody might have these views like Trump uh, and, and be African-American, but he's not going to be living with people who think like him in that sense. Like there was this Jamaican cab driver I have that picks me up from work every once in a while. And he's a Trump supporter. He, did, he could not stand Joe Biden. And, you know, he, he's an immigrant, Jamaican, you know. So, you know, his take on it is, you know, it, to him, it was more about the money aspects. He doesn't want to get taxed more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, that it, it was it was nothing about anything else. He doesn't want to get taxed more. He doesn't want any of this. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's that's wrong. Because uh. you, you, the, the tax cuts that, that, that Trump and Republicans passed in the last few years uh, overwhelmingly benefited the wealthy and not middle-class people um i'm not sure where your 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 lyft or, or uber driver fell or access driver fell but yeah um I'm, he wasn't wealthy he was in the four hundred thousand dollar per year and above bracket uh, so he he wasn't he didn't benefit from the trump tax tax cut at all well i, th I think what everybody usually thinks is taxes are going to start someplace and then they're going to go someplace else you know the, wait, the government will spend wait, more money you, it's not that's wait, not going to stay there. Are you talking about trickle down theory? Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about my. It's more that my argument there's not a good one. It's a slippery slope. But you know the idea of you know it never you know, like the income tax. It wasn't meant for everybody to start off with. It was, I believe, it was just for the rich at first, and then yeah, little little by little, it ended up with everybody. Tax them, tax them, dude. We got <laughs> we got we got we got to let them eat cake. No. Fuck <laughs> that. So when 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 Biden comes in and he starts taxing those people that are making one hundred four hundred thousand dollars a year uh, and up more, I think that'll be great. It'll be fucking great. And for all those people that are worried, why are they going to increase taxes? Well, if you're making more than four hundred dollars, yes, you should be concerned. Um, but the vast majority of Americans don't have to worry at all. We'll be good, and hopefully, yeah. we can get something better than Obamacare. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, how long do you think uh, kids won't be in cages after he's inaugurated? Oh, that's a really good question. And and, uh, and really question. how long is too long before you get pissed at him? Well, um, OK, so the way the way I want to answer that is when Obama won in 2008 and he inaugurated, he, he became president in 20, early 2019. Uh, his first news conference, I remember listening, like I was, I was just doing stuff around the house and I heard him speak and I just happened to catch it on TV and I sat down and watched it. And I heard him speak in the most eloquent, elegant, uplifting terms about what this country meant. And that meant shutting down Guantanamo, shutting down Gitmo. And I fucking sat down, I was like, I, and I felt really, really happy that this motherfucker is our president. I was really, really happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I was, and, I was pretty happy to hear and, that myself. And Guantanamo didn't shut down, and it had a lot to do with the Senate, it had to do a lot with the Congress, 
um, a lot a lot of cities didn't want to house um, terrorists in their cities. Like I had a lot to do. Like I mean, what he yeah. wanted to do was 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 correct. And um, the reality is that despite the fact that some people or like our elected leaders want to do what we think is right, there are uh, not say I don't want to say limitations, but obstacles along the way that people put there uh, to keep them from accomplishing these things, which is kind of fucked up. That's a long-winded way of saying, I really hope he does it within his first week. Um, <laughs> reality is, though, that like if you're going to leave, like put these kids out of these these like out of cages first into centers where they're going to be living temporarily, the next step is reuniting them with their parents. And yeah, you've already heard about these 500 plus kids whose parents can't be located anymore, either because the information has, is lost or because their parents have been deported uh, a long time ago to their home countries. So yeah. the, like, how do you get a hold of somebody that you return to the, to the home country in March? How? Yeah. How, 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 do, you, how do you get a hold of them? Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be a lot longer than what we, that we hope, unfortunately. Again, that's just proof of government's negligence, man. That government does everything fucked up. And especially when they're doing something fucked up, you know it's going to be extra fucked up. Wait, neg- negligence is being kind to the Trump organization when it comes to this. That's really yeah. kind of you and generous. Because no, this is beyond <laughs> this is beyond fucked up and evil and craven. Yeah. Uh, you libertarians and progressives savage. agree with that. And you know, we want Christian, you know, in fact. We, we we want the we want the borders more open. Is that a is that the is that good grammar? More open? We want them I think open. It's, I think I think opened up. To say, Opener, no. Opener. <laughs> really, really open, as our pre- pre- current president would say. Real, so open, they had never been so open. A lot of people are saying people would be amazed at how open our borders really could be. A lot of people don't know that they could be this open. A lot of people said it, it couldn't be this open. Yeah. <laughs> Four uh, years of that shit. Four years of that. Yeah. That, that terrible fifth grade grammar. <laughs> right. Well, hey, let's take a break here and then come back and talk about other election things around the country and leave this yeah. one behind us until until right. the actual uh till it's over. Till the next cool, podcast. Cool. All right, so we'll be right back. Hi, this is Sean Osborne, and I wanted to let you know that I'm a musician, and I have some music that you can check out wherever you listen to music. Uh, I do a lot of uh, liberty-minded music. A lot of it's in a folk style, like traditional American folk style, say like uh, Woody Guthrie minus the socialism, obviously. Um, I also have some songs that kind of border on country to rock and blues. Um, so please check me out uh, wherever you listen to music. Uh, Sean Osborne, you know, if you want to look at the album names, I have uh, This Might Make You Mad, Head in the Sand. I have an album called Four Others Volume 1 that's for charity. Um, every track has a, a charity that it benefits. Linda Hand benefits um, Children's Hospital. Um, Much Braver Than I benefits the Fallen Firefighter Foundation. Over There benefits the Wounded Warriors Project. And it's time benefits the sea shepherds. So 
The more you listen, the more you give. So please check out those songs um, wherever you listen to music. And um, please share them with your friends and spread the uh, message of liberty with music. Thank you. Hello, and welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, what the hell did I say we're going to talk about? Oh, yeah, the other election stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, local races, uh, propositions, and, mm-hmm. and the like. Yes. And the legalization of all drugs, or excuse me, decriminalization of all drugs in Oregon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A very, very huge step towards libertarian thinking. Ha! I was so fucking pleased. You know, one thing we realized in this election, that one thing that absolutely won was drugs. Weed and everything else. So weed's all over the place now. You know, uh, recreational, uh, medical, and uh, like I said, Oregon decriminalized all, all drugs. Well, I mean, it's not—it's I mean, a step. It's not—it's not far enough for me. I want legalization, uh, but decriminalization they, is definitely a step in the right fucking direction. But let, let, let's be clear: they they legalized or decriminalized personal possession of yes. uh, all drugs, right? So I mean, you, yeah. you still you can't sell drugs and you can't manufacture drugs, which so, is wrong. And, you should be able right. to do all of the above. And and if you have a five year old that wants to sell heroin on the street corner, absolutely do that. There's not there's not a lot of five years old selling vodka. But um, there's I mean, not a lot of five year old selling vodka. Money. Huh? But that slippery 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 slope. But Oregon. So I mean, I don't think it's really the libertarian panacea that it it seems like on the surface because. So what's going to happen in Oregon is that if a person is found to have what, you know, like let's say, I don't know, I don't know what a personal amount of crack is, but let's say an eighth of marijuana, right? Yeah. Um, they, they don't get charged with a crime, but they get a fine, a hundred dollar fine, right? Civil uh, mm-hmm. fine. And that money goes to funding treatment and. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, de- other, I'm definitely, like right? I said, it's definitely, definitely not something I'm into. I want legalization. But right. this so, gives the cops one at least one less reason to fuck with people. But the the libertarian ideal would be to have it just like have people just be able to use drugs at any any point. This is actually doing the same thing that Portugal did, which is let people have whatever drugs they want to have, but use uh, public money to fund treatment and rehab, um, and and, ha- and help people get off drugs, right? Which is exactly what I think we should be doing here in California, in the United States. And you know, it, but you understand if it was legalized, it could be taxed to do that very thing. It could be taxed, but I, I think the the issue that I see with legalizing something as addictive, for example, as crack, um, I, I don't think do that'd you, be very helpful. Do you, if people had access to like real good pure cocaine, do you think as many people would do crack? I mean, why would you do that if you have a pure better product of something else you know what i mean it's like why would i why would i smoke ditch weed when i can get some really nice kush or some or some really good uh math right no i'm I'm talking about the addictive uh i mean i I don't know there's good cocaine that isn't addictive or i don't know there's good math that isn't addictive uh right i mean like you can take away the the addictive component of it i think i think you'd be on the right path but the truth Uh is that people like if 
if you're willing to suck dick for a, a drug, I, I think that's probably a drug that you don't want to be taking. Yeah, making it illegal doesn't help that. Wait, I mean, it certainly helps to have its presence in the public be diminished or so, lowered. I think, I think the decriminalization shows that people can function in society uh, on drugs. Some people handle as, it better as, than others. Just like as, alcohol. As, Some people can handle it. Some people can't. Some people um, can hang. Portugal is a really good example of decriminalization along coupled with um, emphasis on public money being spent on treatment of a drug addiction and rehab. I think that can work hand in hand. <laughs> it, it's it's not just letting people you know go nuts on drugs. It's like okay, look, it's admitting the fact that this is a health problem and not a criminal one, and we can help you. The government can come in and help you, <clears throat> and I and I think I think that's the right approach, and I think that's what Oregon is doing. It, it, it definitely isn't. It, it's it's. I think it can be attractive to libertarians, but it's it's not just like okay, it's a it's a libertarian goal of. No, no way, yeah, it's no, no, like I said, it does, to me, it doesn't go nearly far enough, but to me, it, it's at least a step in the right direction. Uh, I think if it goes well, other places will do it and other places will do different variations of it. And then as they see that it's something that they don't want to fight with anymore, spend money dealing with, that's, that's what, that's what'll happen. That's my, that's my hope. You know, mushrooms mm-hmm. have been legalized in a couple of places. I think DC I think yep. uh, someplace up by the Bay Area, I think they're legal now, and uh, Denver. So that's yeah, that's really that's good. Cool. Yeah, that's good. yeah. Especially yeah, especially for medical reasons, I've heard it helps people, like especially with microdosing and and uh, who are depressed or people mm-hmm. who are on like hospice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it gives them a you know a feeling of well being. So yeah. it's nice that people are finally coming around to see this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So was there any other races that you that you watched much of? Well, um, I was paying attention to is it Prop Twenty Two over here about the one that uh, yeah. had to do with app-based drivers. Yeah. It worked out um, good, man. Well, I mean, if if you think that uh, Uber and Lyft spending two hundred million dollars to beat uh, or to to win this race in their favor is good, then then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, how much uh, how how much do you ride Uber and Lyft now? Uh, not very much. See, I, I, I do. Don't, I, don't, I do. I do. And I asked every one of my drivers and out of all the drivers I've had, I had one who just hadn't heard of it, which freaked me out. And each and every one of them told me that they are glad it, it passed because they said it gave them the opportunity to work when they felt like, you know, this one guy, he goes, he goes, I only work when there's promotions. And I made $1,600 last week. Wait, wait, how, how many Uber or Lyft drivers or rides have you been on since Tuesday? No, that, that, no, they they were before Tuesday. Okay, so they they were, they, 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 they were yeah. against it, and oh, okay, I mean, okay. yeah, yeah and so since, Tuesday, that, since Tuesday, I've had four, okay. and all four of them, all four of them were uh, happy it went the way that it went. I mean, that's 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 anecdotal. That's four people out of thousands of drivers. Yeah, I think you missed the point. It's, 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 I don't think that anybody, most people who get into that are looking at that as like a career or a job. It's a gig, it's a side gig, it's a hustle. You know, I got a little, I got a little extra time. I'm going to do this. That's what it was meant to be. It wasn't meant to be something that people are trying to make it into. 
if somebody wants that, they should go work for a cab company. You know, then they, then they got a job. You know, there's a difference between what a cab company is and what Uber is. You know, it's, it's for people who want to make their own hours, who don't want to have to be there, who, who, who have a flexible schedule because of uh, their other commitments. And for the government to get involved and take that away from those people and benefit of the people who weren't out there trying to just do a hustle and do something else, that to me is unfair to that other group of people. You know, that's the, again, that's the government picking winners and losers. So Uber and Lyft said that this would restrict the amount of hours that they could provide because they, they would have to schedule their employees in such a way that it would comply with the law. They also said uh -huh. that it would cost more because uh, for, for the riders uh, because they would now have to spend money and be able to provide health insurance for the, the, the drivers, right? If um, it passed or if it didn't pass? If it, if it passed, it would have cost a lot more money for uh, Uber and Lyft to spend all this money on providing health insurance for their drivers. And um, it, it, it doesn't make any sense because they were, they were so, so ready to spend $200 million. This, that was the most expensive race in California history. Yeah. Um, and, and they were worried about having to spend more money. Yes. That, 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 that smells like bullshit. <laughs> I mean, like, like all they wanted to do is be able to save money on not provide um, benefits the, you the see, you see, the difference is, is you're trying, you're making it about the corporation. I'm talking about the workers who actually, you know, like, like I said, it, the the idea of the gig economy was not for it to be a nine to five job. It was well, when you have reality, time. Huh? No, no, that's, not the, no, that, not, that, that's not the reality. The, the 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 fact that people choose to do it. I mean, they. I think you just missed the whole idea of what the idea of the freedom I mean, of it is. Look, look, you know, people don't want, not everybody, not everybody wants a nine to five. But we're, we're in the middle do, of a pandemic. They should get we, that. We, we were, this is a year where we had a, a peak of 55 million unemployed people. Um, and if you can work anywhere and then you can and scratch out a living by driving Uber or Lyft eight hours, 12 hours or 16 hours if you want to. Uh, then that's what they should have done. To, they shouldn't. They shouldn't change it for or, everybody else just because they or, want to do that much. So why shouldn't you be able to have the same kind of protections that other people that work nine to five jobs? It's not what they, it's not what you were hired for. I mean, you know, just because you get high, I mean, you get hired for one thing at a job, and you go, you come in and start demanding that you know you want to be the manager or something. No, like that. no, oh, if, I want. But be, if you want, you know, I want, no, I want to want? be the guy who has the keys what? at night. Wait, why is it? Why is it? Why is it demanding to be the manager when you just want to be treated like like other people? That are, that no, you want special treatment. Jobs. You want treated, but you want treated different than the people who were oh. already there when you got there. So they want how, special how treatment. It, how is it special treatment to have health insurance when other companies? It's not a job. Health it's a gig. It's a gig. But if you work, but if you work anywhere. For more than forty hours, you're considered a full-time employee, and therefore, um, you deserve or you're entitled to certain rights. Why would that be different with with this? I think all they would all they would do is just do what they do with city employees and restrict the amount of hours you could work, so they don't have to pay those things. You know, the city of Los Angeles restricts your hours to twenty hours, so that you don't go over forty hours and have to do that. So that's all they would do it would actually make people work less. That's what happens it, that, when, they, could, when they imply could, those things. Be. It could be, yeah. but that's not what so, we're So basically the what you would be doing then is taking away people's options to work for other companies, 
You know, if, if Lyft was uh, slow, you couldn't work for it. If Uber wasn't slow, you couldn't go over there. You know, if you wanted to do Postmates, you couldn't do that because you already had a job. So you're just screwed in that sense. And, you know, so there's just too, too many bad issues with that. I mean, it, it, I understand well, what you're saying, you know, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. It's, it's like if, if you were telling me that Republicans were backing a law, like right off the bat, I have to be skeptic. <laughs> if you're if you're telling me that that see that, see that's guilty by association see you just audit see that's I mean, you not, not being no, willing no, no, I, uh, i'm not i'm not saying that i would be against it automatically i have to be skeptical of it same thing with and when you i hear that, be skeptical that of things two, coming from your side too absolutely absolutely and you can't automatically assume that just because your side says it, that it's absolutely right no like if a democrat had said some of the like, like insane bullshit that trump had said absolutely i would have to question it and call it out uh, so if there are two corporations that are spending two hundred million dollars, just like um, Prop Twenty One, where the, the the dialysis corporation is spending so much money to ensure that there wasn't an appropriate nurse or doctor ratio to patients, when they're spending so much money against it, I have to be skeptical of it. So you, you know, you know that, that's a, that's a good one to talk about. You know, I, again, because I ride on access services, thing for people who are disabled, since I'm blind. I ride with a lot of people who are going to dialysis mm -hmm. and I cannot think of one because they've tried to do these kind of uh, propositions before in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And not, not yeah. one person who's been going to these clinics ever that I've talked to and years and years of this stuff happening have ever been for any government interfering in that. Yeah, Every one of them says they don't want it. I mean, not, not one. I've talked to dozens Dozens. Again, I mean, we pick them up a, daily. I mean, on the still, way to work. Still I mean, and it, it is unfortunate, but the the ads that they use for these, and again, these corporations are spending millions of dollars to to, to convince people that people are actually going to be hurt by this mm -hmm. when it's really protecting the corporations, and that's exactly what Uber and Lyft did. Man, it, it's fucked up. Yeah. So then uh, I guess the last one I wanted to ask you about is like, uh, what's the Senate at now? Um, I think the latest news was that there in Georgia, there's probably going to be a runoff election in January. And depending on who wins there, uh, the balance in the Senate could shift to having almost like a 50-50 split where yeah. the, the vice president would be able to cast the deciding vote. Okay. Which is just pretty fucking awesome. Uh-huh. So in three years, when President Harris and whoever the vice president will be then, we'll be able to have Obamacare 2.0 uh, voted in the Senate, and she will be, or whoever the vice president will be then, uh, will be able to cast the deciding vote. Man, she makes me sick. I'm, yeah, hey man, that's our president, or to be. So. And that's it. <laughs> that, that, she makes me sick. Respect. <laughs> no, no, I will treat her with no more respect than I treated Trump because I, I think they're both despicable fucking human beings and oh, just, just an absolutely <laughs> awful fucking human being. Keeping people in prison past their release dates, locking people up for weed, laughing while you smoke weed. Fuck her. Oh man. Fuck That's funny. her. That's funny. Mm. Now what's funny is that you support I'll, that. That I'll, that is infinitely I'll, hilarious I'll, to me. I'll, I'll, I'll Makes me fucking she, sick. Huh? I'll, I'll agree that she was definitely on the wrong side of a lot of things. Uh, but I mean to to say to say that she would be any worse than 
than Trump is now. Like within the last 24 hours, what Trump Oh, no, but he's been doing said. awful. Do you notice what you said? All you did is you say she's not as bad as Trump. That's Dude, the Democrats' I mean, cry. I mean, she's not as bad I mean, as Trump. Any, wait, any, she, for the next she? four years, is she? not as bad as Trump. Is she? Personally, yeah, I think somebody that keeps somebody in prison like that is wait, wait, my, wait, my big, about, my I'm big about, thing. I'm talking about the last 24 hours, and we're talking about like no, what, no, he's what, awful. Yeah, no, I mean he's trying to incite fucking people to to to, to craziness. Yeah, and and I will. Alex I will Jones tried you, to start a riot in Arizona. I heard. I will. I will bet you a bottle of um, well of barrel aged barley wine. That President Harris will never uh, uh, claim that the election has been rigged against her. I will bet you that. <laughs> I ain't taking that bet, but I, will, I still, I will I, I, I still say she will do nothing that makes me no, like no, her. No, no. How, how, how about this? I will bet you that. And if, and if I lose, all I all the only, or if I win, the only thing that you need to get me is a is a coke. How about that? <laughs> For real. But and I still don't want to throw the money out the window. I mean, I don't think she would um, do that. That's exactly. Not, exactly. She, she, that, that's my a, point. Thank she's you. She's different that's kind exactly. of terrible. Terrible <laughs> is terrible. I mean, you know, are, who's worse, a murderer or a rapist? You know, they're, they're fucking both awful. Oh, you know? Oh, man. I think you're, you're, you're comparing, like, at worst, um, Kamala Harris no, mean, will be the kind of person that backs into your house. And Trump is the, the person that will, will shit on your house and then drop a bomb on it. <laughs> you know, the, 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 my, my two biggest things that, that, that really brought me to libertarianism. Well, I mean, the free speech thing with, with, with the gorse, you know, really, really got me. Uh, but my big things are criminal justice and, you know, uh, foreign, foreign policy. And her, her on criminal justice just makes me ill. And so does Biden. So I mean, that's just, they really do. They really make me ill. Trump makes me ill on a whole lot of other things, you know, but right. th those exactly. two really exactly. make me ill on that. Exactly. I mean, man, I mean, I mean, like in, in a, like if we were able to have two separate, uh, but sim simultaneous realities going on at the same time where you could have a Trump presidency and a Biden-Harris presidency or administration going on at the same time and have a pandemic going on at the same time. No matter how fucked up Biden Harris would be in all the things you're talking about, um, the death toll, the number of cases, uh, the ridiculousness about masks would all of that stuff would be way down in the Biden Harris presidency. Uh, we'll uh, see. Despite the despite the yelling and the shouting about constitutional rights being taken away, we would not have 240,000 Americans dead. Nine months we'll into the pandemic, we wouldn't have. Uh, record number of cases nine months into it time will I mean, tell i mean i mean we already see what we already saw what happened when obama during the h1n1 pandemic something like 12 yeah. 9000 12000 people died and and then trump would call it a fucking disaster <laughs> eat, eat a dick trump eat a dick <laughs> so i guess i guess that we i think we covered everything is there anything else you wanted to hit up uh, oh, um, I just got a notification that uh, the chief of staff, Trump's chief of staff, um, uh, tested positive for coronavirus. <laughs> oh, Mark there was Meadows. a few libertarians who did get elected around. Around, uh, oh man, somebody got 
Oh God, I forgot her name just now. Uh, she got elected to uh, uh, city. You could be forgiven for not remembering that name. Huh? I, I think a lot of people would be forgiven for not remembering that name. Whoever yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not for. It's a. It's a. It's a city in uh, Kern County, a town in Kern County. So I don't. I don't know people's names from other counties, for the right. too far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she got elected to the city council, so that's great. I was actually listening to an interview with her when when you called when when uh, we got started here, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody got elected to the state house in Wyoming, and those are two of the bigger ones that I heard of. So that that's yeah. that's really great. Um, that's uh, I think that was the Libertarians' first uh, first um, state house in quite a while, and Ricky Dale Harrington got thirty nine percent of the vote in Arkansas. Good for him. Um, I think unfortunately, the loss of Tim Cotton, who will probably be the uh, the twenty twenty, is a good possibility for twenty twenty four for the Republicans, who believes we have an under incarceration problem. So, so well, libertarians, I hope uh, twenty twenty eight is your year. Oh man, twenty twenty two is going to be pretty good, dude. We need a twenty twenty four. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting too old for that twenty twenty eight shit, dude. You know, I'm fifty. Uh, I ain't waiting until I'm, I'm sixty I'm, to be free. I'll be too old Dude. to enjoy my freedom. Man, <laughs> you you'll be a young chicken, a, young, a spring chicken in Congress, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of old white fuckers out there yeah. in, in Congress. Yeah, yeah. Bitch McConnell <laughs> didn't even show up to the debate with the Libertarian. <laughs> fucking bitch Fuck McConnell. McConnell. Fuck McConnell. Just like fucking bitch ass. Lindsey Graham. Fuck Lindsey Graham. Fuck them, dude. Fuck. Yeah, Lindsey Graham, man. Jesus Christ. What a shit show. Fuck, fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah. You want to end it on that deep. note then? Fuck Lindsey yes. Graham? Yes. Fuck, fuck <laughs> All right. I'll let you say goodnight then. All right, everybody. Well, ha- thank you everybody for joining us on this, the second night uh, that we've had a podcast this week. Thank you for joining us. really appreciate you listening to us while we talk about this, while we all suffer through this pandemic together. Wish you all health. Wish you all luck. And hopefully next week we'll be drunk after celebrating, um, I got my fingers crossed, celebrating the, the new president that will be coming in January. Thank you for joining. Indeed. Indeed.